hey, hey, it's Gilda. And I'm Steph. And welcome to Saturday Night High. This is the Saturday Night Live podcast where your co-hosts, Steph, you, and Gilda, me, uh, we get baked and we talk about SNL. And if you would not feel comfortable watching Saturday Night Live with the littles in your life, answering the questions and having the conversations that come up when children watch an adult comedy show, you should probably throw some earbuds in. Or don't and see what happens. We can find out. We can find out the fun way. So today we are talking about season one, episode two, which aired October eighteenth, nineteen seventy-five. The host was Paul Simon, and there were multiple musical guests. There was Randy Newman, Phoebe Snow, the Jesse Dixon Singers, Art Garfunkel, and that's about it, folks. Yeah. yeah. It was loaded. Right into it. Yeah. It was loaded with music, like right from the beginning. Oh, it was, and it was wonderful. I loved every bit of the music within this show. And we got started with Paul Simon singing Still Crazy After All These Years, which I absolutely love that song. It's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. So then after this beautiful performance by Paul Simon, it was Honestly, such a fun way to open up the show, you know, just the second episode. So you'd never really know what to expect. And and speaking of not knowing what to expect, Chevy Chase then does a pratfall and says live from New York. And that was the opening. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like at this point, they're still kind of relying a little bit too much on the it's live, but it was 1975. So if you hadn't caught it the week before, you know, they're still trying, it could still potentially be a new audience. So they're trying to hammer the point home. So then Paul Simon introduces, who is it? The Jesse Dixon Singers and does yet another song. And I kind of love that. I loved how they just went from one song to the theme, just another, another song. They said, fuck it, Paul Simon. I like that as well. That was when I realized, okay, so this is really going to be a music-heavy episode. And I, like I said, I like it. I honestly kind of wish they did that more some weeks, but I get why they have a format. When you don't put limits on it, that's when DJ College shows up with like, you know, mm. nine people and it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that is there room enough for them on the stage? It's like, <laughs> we're going to be bringing in platform? Like, what the hell? It was uh, like, to no. hate on DJ Khaled, but... No, no. But, well, he doesn't go down on his wife. He doesn't think... Oh, my cool. God, that so, is true. Maybe... Honestly, maybe a little bit of hate on DJ Khaled. Yeah. Like, well, just, like, bro. Come bro. on. It's 2020. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, my God. Wait, fuck, that is the funniest shit ever. And my dad was like, what? And I was like, huh? Like... <laughs> mm <Mm-mm. laughs> You know what I made a comment about the fact that I got a UTI when I was visiting I was like, you're just going to make a comment about that? Well, putting my curtains up? Okay, sir. <laughs> yeah, no. not the best. No. So. There, there, there's, a, there, there's a few problems there, and I don't think we have time to get into <laughs> at least two of them. So uh, let's move on. Um, I... Oh, so the second song that was performed was Loves Me Like a Rock, which it was a nice song. I liked it. Yes, it was. I loved it. I was so appreciative. I thought the sketch that followed that uh, protest wallpaper. (laughs) Now, I mean, I 
I don't know if you understood if you looked into the history behind this. I actually didn't. I, okay. I mean, so it stands on its own, in my opinion. But let's well, hear. Well, no, and it does stand on its own. <laughs> it, it was a wonderful sketch. It is about putting up wallpaper that is similar to that of the graffiti of the protest movement of the 1960s. It was a great, it was a great video, great <laughs> sketch. Some of the different types of wallpaper were the dissident and the peacemaker, which had burn pot, not people. I really, I, I appreciated that. I agree with it. And it's also, as they noted, easy to clean when defaced. Uh, it was made of vinyl and like, easy to wipe off and won't discolor. I lost my mind at that. Like, one of the things that was written, I think it was the first wallpaper that you see, was legalize abortion. Yes, and I, it was one of the first things you see, and it's one of the last things you see. Right. In the final sh- shot of the sketch, it's right there on the left-hand side of the screen, and I was like, god damn, go you guys, yes! Yeah! It felt and real great. Yeah. What made the sketch funnier is that that was Jerry Rubin, and he was a protest leader and a counterculture leader in the 1960s and 1970s. And he's the leader of, uh, it was the youth in protest, I think. It was uh, the so-called yippies. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, that was him. And so that's what makes the sketch that much funnier because he was a protest leader turned businessman towards the late 70s, early 80s. (laughs) Selling vinyl wallpaper. (laughs) Yeah, right. So the joke, yeah, there is that, yes, he turned businessman and was selling, he wasn't really selling wallpaper. Yeah. So, okay. So the next bit was um, Paul Simon was like, hey, just want to introduce my friend Randy Newman out of fucking nowhere comes Randy Newman and... I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm in my, I'm sorry, something just popped up on my computer. God damn it. So I'm sitting there and I'm closing this. Oh, okay. I'm sitting there and I'm high and Randy Newman's on the screen and so is Paul Simon. And I'm like, am I at a concert right now? But I'm not because we're in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. The other night I went to an orchestra on the lawn performance that sounds so cool. It was so much fun. And I'm not normally one for classical music, but it was beautiful and it was breezy. It smelled like a hot, dry sauna outside because the world is on fire right now. Free sauna. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, everything is fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it was the first live music I've seen all year and it was great. So honestly, wow. this episode helped a lot with that too because. Right. The more the more music, the better. Yeah, it, it was so nice, so simple. But yeah. And then um, when you see the prime time, not ready for prime time players <laughs> come back. <laughs> They're dressed up as the bees again. Which fuck yes, we yeah. love the bees. <laughs> fuck yes, the bees. Uh, yeah, that's their only appearance in this episode, was them being told that there wasn't time for the sketch, and then it got cut. And clearly that was pre-planned, but it was still fucking funny. Yeah, and that it, it wasn't funny, even though, oh my god, that's such slander on the bees. Literally the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's slander on the bees, but you don't realize how funny it is until after the show, when you realize that you never saw them, that that was the for only real. time you saw them. Like, this is just gonna be music, and I liked it. You don't really see that ever. Anymore. No, you, you really don't see that anymore. People would be mad, I feel like. People would start tweeting about it. I, I, I Yeah, they would. Which, if you'd like to tweet 
tweet about it at us. If you'd like to tweet at us, I, I, you, you want to handle that? Yes. So if you'd like to tweet us or even just like hit us up on Facebook, we're also on Reddit. Oh my God. Our username is Sat Night High, but on Twitter, because of character limit, night is spelled N I T E. All right. Sat Night High Pod, that is. Sat Night High Pod. Sorry. <laughs> So yeah, we are, uh, we're, I'm, I'm zooted, but um, <clears throat> yeah, we're talking about the bees and then it went right into weekend update, like 15 minutes into the show. And I was shocked because I'm used to like weekend update being, you know, half hour, 40 minutes in after the first musical performance, which I guess technically it was after the first musical performance of the show because it wasn't the cold open, but still it surprised me. I didn't totally love weekend update this well okay i won't say that there were there was a part of weekend update that i had to stop myself from texting you about while i was watching it well basically fuck i'm really forgetting everything that i was thinking that's cute um (laughs) but weekend update i feel like it's all about the anticipation you know like you're sitting there and you're watching it and you're waiting and there wasn't much of that it was just like some music and then boom all of a sudden we're getting the weekend update jokes and as somebody who was not live in 1975, there's that extra added level of the jokes weren't written for me, you know, they're written for people who were alive back then. So I had to kind of well, be like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> and to be fair, some of those people that were alive back then are probably still alive today. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so they were written for a different audience. It was written for a different target demographic. What I really didn't 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 appreciate the muhammad ali joke it was transphobic it mocked his convert converting to islam it mocked his opposition to the vietnam war and that he was convicted for draft dodging and it went to the supreme court and it was overturned he had he they stripped him of his titles and going after him saying oh he changed his name and we don't know why like, he just changed his name willy-nilly in the years prior. I was, nah, didn't like that. Yeah, don't go there, please, ever. <laughs> Thank you. But they will again, I'm sure of it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> we, we, we have at least 20 years of this shit, at least. Yeah. So, you know. Who runs this? Men. But, you know, that's a whole thing. Buckle love, up, I love all cups. genders, but, oh my god. <laughs> men. <sighs> Speaking of men, they love basketball, which was a whole other thing within weekend update paul simon playing basketball (laughs) yeah so there was a pre-recorded sketch in the middle of weekend update which was a marv albert sports cutaway i just want to say that i love how they play with like the format of tv like it's all shit that you would literally see as you're watching tv except now it's paul simon you know So Connie Hawkins, uh, right. basketball player, and Paul Simon was also, uh, I guess, in this sketch, he has a love of basketball. And at first I was like, oh, haha, tall basketball player and the short musician, like, this is such a cliche. And then I was just like, where is this going? What? He heard that Paul Simon was good at basketball i was so fucking confused and again i i was high but like i i didn't know where it was going and then i nearly screeched when me and julio down by the schoolyard started playing because i saw that the entire premise was a lead-up <laughs> to this guy to connie hawkins having heard this song being like yeah okay yeah basketball it was just 
Ah! And that's like not <laughs> it. That's not the song. Oh, I need to stop shouting about Paul Simon. Um, yeah, so I was pleasantly surprised by that sketch, and I, I there may have been problematic things in there, but not that I saw, which again was really pleasantly, pleasantly surprising. Yeah, no, I, oh my God, was losing my mind. It was just amazing how they decided to integrate his work into a sketch like that. As soon as it started playing, I was like, oh, fuck. And it was great. And I'm not going to lie, hearing the line Queen of Corona really did trigger me. I think that's why I've been talking so much about coronavirus all night. (laughs) (laughs) That is an unfortunate casualty of this year is that every single time I've heard it, I've been like humming and doing my me and who you down by the schoolyard. And then it gets to the goodbye to Rosie, queen of Corona. And I'm like, Oh, right. Fuck. We've been inside for six months. months. Yeah. Fuck this. Yeah. No, it's like, Oh, perfect song though. Fucking love it. It is. It was just a fun music video. I liked that. I liked the lead up to Simon and Garfunkel. There was a picture history montage, like from <laughs> their cute. childhood, because they grew up together. They were friends. They went to school together. And then they grew up and they got famous and then now they hate each other. Um, I got chills when Art Garfunkel came out and everyone stood up and I was just like, oh my God, this is happening. Because like that was, that was a big deal, like seeing them perform together in 75. They'd already broken up at least once. Right. No, it was so cool. Also, the way that he just watched the audience, I was like, holy shit, to be in that audience. <laughs> oh, to be in that audience, but to have that be your intro, walking through the audience. I mean, like, walking down the stairs in between the band is very cool, but, like, coming through the audience is just kind of, it's kind yeah. of just as cool, because it's, it's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. The first song they performed was The Boxer. And honestly, if angels existed, and I'm not making any claims, but if angels existed, uh, I think and I hope that some of them sound like Simon and Garfunkel because their voices are like truly perfection. They blend so well. No, it was so just pleasant. (laughs) It was, yeah, after all the craziness of my day, which was probably a much different day than October 18th, 1975. I, the Boxer is, what well, it's one of my favorite Simon and Garfunkel songs. It's not my favorite Simon and Garfunkel song, but it's up there. And yeah, I just have very vivid memories of coming home with my mother from concerts and like having that song blasting in the car mm-hmm. and just, da-da-da, you know. There is in the studio version. Nice. I think, honest to God, Probably it's basic, but my favorite is Scarborough Affair. So I was so excited to hear that, that I literally texted you, even though I was trying so hard to take notes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a problem when you watch SNL with someone and text them constantly during it, and then you want to text them when you're watching problematic things or when you're watching things and you can't because you need to record the conversation later and you don't want to have the conversation again. Right, right. <laughs> These are first world problems. Very much. No, I agree. Scarborough Fair, I thought it was, I thought it was a haunting performance. It was beautiful. It was everything that I needed. But we will definitely post a link to that if we can find one. Links are kind of hard to come by. They're hit or miss depending on what's available. But you can find seasons one of seasons one through five of Saturday Night Live on Hulu right now, and soon all seasons one through, well, 
I soon to be 46, everything mm-hmm. will be up on Peacock. So yeah, catch your SNL episodes there if you'd like to watch along with us. Right. I am so hype. Like, just as we're starting this, it all gets released and available, even though there are some years that are better than others. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to those. In- yes. A year. But right now, we are just talking about Art Garfunkel and him doing his thing. Yeah, I, I mean, his hair is pretty great. Uh, something that I thought was interesting uh, it, during this performance was that you could really tell when, uh, it, during the banter that they really don't like each other and you can kind of tell that there's a lot of tension there and they're touching each other and it's like half nice but half patronizing and yeah, it's you could it's kind of awkward. Right, yeah. No, I feel like when Garfunkel was singing on his own, he looked fucking tense. He had his hands in his back pockets. I was like, sir, are you okay? Like, <laughs> Well, and I think it's really hard to look cool and pull off a quote-unquote great performance when you have Paul Simon, like, running circles around you in every other performance. <laughs> like, he was like, oh, and we're gonna let Art sing now. And, well, he was always a better singer than I was. And to, to, to a point, he may have a better voice than Paul Simon, but Paul Simon is where the songwriting content is at. Right. No, I agree. For sure. But yeah, so the third song they performed was My Little Town, and that was the only song that came out of their short-lived 1975 reunion. And then Art Garfunkel, he, the song he sang was I Only Have Eyes For You. Yeah, right after that, it went into an Albert Brooks film, which, what did you think about that stuff? Wait, oh my god, I had the Muppets in my notes before that. Oh, uh, yeah, do you, if you want to talk about the Muppets, you can fucking talk about the Muppets. <laughs> I have no desire to watch the I, I i can't do it sorry i will this can be you can have the muppets this season i will just react to your muppets notes i can't watch them i can't take notes they creep me out they scare me i've had traumatic experiences with the muppets when i was little no oh my god that's awful i fucking love the muppets and i love the muppets humor being written for adults because it is its own distinct brand of humor that i recognize and appreciate i've actually been meaning to watch Muppets Treasure Island, which is, you know, allegedly a classic. But enough about that, and on to Albert Brooks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it went right into an Albert Brooks film. Definitely a different brand of humor. <laughs> I, I thought the hidden camera aspect, the when he climbed in a dryer, and, hey, mister, let me dry your clothes. Just because I can talk doesn't mean I can't dry well let me dry your socks. And we did this with 10 other people and they all reacted about the same. And while this is all happening, Albert Brooks was inside of a dryer and uh, another man was trying to pull him out of the dryer. This is an industrial sized laundromat. Yeah, that was, that was like the highlight of that for me. That uh, everything else I was like, eh, okay. Yeah, there was like a little kid acting and I was like, ooh, little kid up late. And then the police came and arrested her and I was like, a cab, I guess, you know, like I didn't really know what else to think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then there was the shaky cam and I was like, okay, (laughs) whatever, Albert Brooks. Yeah. (laughs) Snows. Oh, um, the fact that she was pregnant while she was doing that. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine experience. doing it not pregnant. 
literally i just stand up and i'm like oh but like to stand up there and sing and really kill it yeah god i thought uh the second song that she performed the first one was no regrets the second uh song that she performed with paul simon gone at last i think i'm using this correctly i don't know but i thought it slapped (laughs) it did slap i would definitely agree with that i didn't really write any notes on it because I kind of just knew that it slapped, and I was like, I don't need to write that down. Yeah, no, it was just like, I like this. It's bouncy, yeah. it's happy, and yeah, cool. Fun-ass time. Get Gets a pass in my book, so. Yeah, and then you got this, like, weird energy drink ad, which was so weird. The joke was that, what was it? Like, they were fucking with people's pacemakers. That's what it was. Yeah, I was like. It wasn't bad. an energy drink. It was a battery. It was a battery? Was I that high? yeah it was a battery i'm pretty sure it was a battery i don't think energy drinks existed then i thought it was like energy drinks have existed forever you know like isn't that what tea is (laughs) i was putting together some stuff for the facebook account and i was trying to type something and i wanted to write that we smoke a lot of weed but instead i wrote that we smoke a lot of coffee and i was like that sounds kind of fun And I could go for some right now. <laughs> I don't know what would happen if you did that. I know I've heard stories of people that made their coffee with energy drinks and, like, saw, like, lines or color. Like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened, but it wasn't good. God. Yeah, no, that was the TryHard 111 battery. There are transcripts of SNL episodes on snltranscripts.jt.org. And yeah, so in the try-hard pacemaker sketch, which is a thing, we're here at International Falls, Minnesota, where we purposely left the pacemakers of these five geriatrics on all night just to prove that the try-hard 111 battery can withstand even the most adverse conditions. Yeah, it was like, what the fuck? But I laughed. It was terrible. Wow, why was I so high that I didn't even understand that joke? Which is really weird. It was a really weird joke. Right. So <laughs> I don't understand it. It, it. They were standing in a line of five, and four of them were sleepy. And one of the guys was like, "Hey," because his pacemaker, because his pacemaker was still going, because the rest of their pacemakers, the batteries failed, so they weren't as awake. Because it was like their hearts skipped all night. God. That that was the announcer. The tryhard one eleven picks up where your heart left off. That was kind of funny. Paul Simon came back on and sang American Tune. Yeah. And that was nice. I had no complaints. It was more Paul Simon. Never opposed any more Paul Simon. No. Love the whole man. One of the biggest, one of the, one of the biggest regrets I have. That's, well, it's a regret <laughs> I have. It's not one of the biggest, but it's a regret I have is that I never, I, I didn't get to see Paul Simon before he retired from touring. Wish I'd been able to do that, but. He's the man. So, uh, yeah, final thoughts on the episode? It was a good second episode. Like, it it was different from what they do today, so it felt very fresh to me. (laughs) Right, right. It felt felt fresh, even though it was 45 years old. It's like, ooh, I like this. This is new. Right. I thought it was better than the first episode, and the I I mean I'm a it was music heavy, but I'm a lover of music from the '60s, '70s, and like '80s classic rock and pop, so I didn't really mind. So I'm like, oh, it was right. a better episode. It was like there were three comedy sketches, maybe four. Um, <laughs> there was like nothing, <laughs> but I loved it. What was your favorite sketch? Oh my god, that's a great question. My favorite sketch, well, I mean, 
was it even something you consider a sketch so much as just Paul Simon telling the bees that they got caught? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I suppose that's not a sketch. That was just a transition. Yeah. I guess I, I just love the bees. <laughs> apparently. I did not see that coming. Sure. You need to save them. So, you know. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think my favorite sketch was the Paul Simon playing basketball with Connie Hawkins. Yeah, that was good. Send us your listener emails, your comments, suggestions, etc. We are, our Gmail is satnighthighpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. Find us on social media at Sat Night High Pod on Twitter because of character limit. It is night spelled N I T E. Our website is satnighthighpod.com. You can also listen to us there. So that's it for me. I'm Gilda. And I'm Steph. Happy highs. Happy highs.